Welcome to Stuff Electricians Should Know, where I bring you bite-sized bits of useful information, usually in the form of an answer to a question that every electrician should know. Hey guys, what's up? So today's episode is not so bite-sized. It's a little bit longer. It's, we're going back to the archives um, to the first iteration of the podcast, which I called The Weekly Buzz. I used to do, uh, <clears throat> it was a longer form uh, podcast, you know, about 30 minutes per episode, which is, it's a little lengthy, it's a little long, but still a lot of good information there. So we're going to go back into the archives. I think this was episode 12 of the weekly buzz and, uh, talking about counterfeiting inside of the electrical industry. Didn't think it was that big of a deal or even a deal until I started doing some research on it. So lots of good, interesting stuff. So let's, uh, let's hear from our sponsor and then we'll get into the weekly buzz. Welcome to the Weekly Buzz. You're listening to the Weekly Buzz, brought to you by electricianslibrary.com, where we're building the world's largest online informational resource for the electrical trades, including product videos, data sheets, stories, and more. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash electricianslibrary. Follow us on Twitter, at Electric Library. Now, on with the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Weekly Buzz. This is episode 12. So, thanks again for tuning in and listening. Um, As always, I really, 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 really appreciate it. And uh, before I get started, I'm going to... uh, you know, it's that time of the show, the very first, where I uh, I just want to prod at you a little bit, you know, just uh, kind of what I do, what I do, just want to get uh, as many guys out there on the regular following list as possible, so uh, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter yet, go to electricianslibrary.com and, uh, and sign up, I promise I'm not going to spam you, you're just going to get an update every week about uh, what's coming out in the blog, what kind of new videos we're putting out, um, you know, what's coming out on the weekly buzz. And, uh, you know, like I said before, no spamage, no spamage, just, uh, once a week and, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes from there. But, uh, but if you haven't checked out our Facebook page yet, then go ahead and like it at facebook.com forward slash electricians library. And, uh, we've also got a group, uh, an electricians library group as well. So, uh, check that out and Twitter, just look for electriclibrary.com. And uh, we're also, believe it or not, we're also getting ready to uh, start an Instagram account. So probably going to start a uh, uh, photo library on there so that you guys, if you see something, can't remember what the name of it is, we're going to try to have the picture and the name of it. Maybe if there's any different uh, different names that it's known about through the through the industry, we'll have that on there to try to uh, make a, a photo library as well. That's quick and easy to access if you're on Instagram. So, and last but not least, go ahead and make sure to subscribe to uh, the Weekly Buzz on iTunes and give us a rating, hopefully five star. But uh, you know, be honest, we want to get uh, want to get some good feedback. And uh, well, I guess that wasn't last. One last favor: tell a friend. You know, you guys go to work with 
with uh, your buddies every day, electricians also, let them know what you're up to and what you're uh, checking out so that we can keep getting the word out and building this, uh, building this community up to uh, the biggest that it can possibly become. So uh, with that, shameless plugging right there, um, today's episode we're going to talk a little bit about a, a problem that's going through the, uh, the manufacturing industry, I guess, but it really affects you guys out there that are doing the installations of it. So I'm going to start this one off with a, with a uh, what do you call this, news article, news article, sorry I had a little uh, brain fog there for a second, but I'm going to start out with this news article, I'm just going to read this to you, and uh, it's it's a little lengthy, but that's alright, uh, it's really going to get the point across to what, what I want to talk to you guys about today, so uh, Jackson, Florida. A Texas business owner pleaded guilty in federal court Wednesday to one count of mail fraud and one count of trafficking in counterfeit circuit breakers. Following an investigation by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement's Homeland Security Investigations. Elod Thomas, or Nick Toldy, 62, of Austin, Texas. He's the owner and operator of Pioneer Breaker and Control Supply in Austin. And Nick Sells. The business's online sales and marketing component is scheduled to be sentenced in April. Quote, this, this individual motivated only by greed has allowed these potentially dangerous counterfeit circuit breakers to be brought, bought and used in homes and businesses around the country. These items which have been properly which have not been properly manufactured or tested could lead to costly repairs, property damage, and even serious injury or death said Susan McCormick, special agent in the charge of the ICE HSI office overseeing Jacksonville. Together with our law enforcement partners, HSI will continue to engage in an unrelenting pursuit of these companies and individuals who attempt to profit from the illegal trafficking of counterfeit products. On April 21, 2010, ICE and HSI special agents from Jacksonville and Austin executed a search warrant at Pioneer Breaker and Control Supplies Warehouse in Austin, resulting in the seizure of approximately 19,000 counterfeit electrical components and label-making equipment. The manufacturer's suggested retail price of the electrical components was more than $1.7 million. A subsequent search of another warehouse in Laredo, Texas, by ICE and HSI special agents, there led to the seizure of an additional 77,000 counterfeit circuit breakers with an MSRP of more than $3 million. Uh, according to court documents, beginning on or around December 2008 until April 2010, Toldy devised and executed a scheme in which he traveled to the People's Republic of China with sample circuit breakers produced in the United States and met with manufacturers there to produce products bearing the counterfeit trademark name Stablock. Toldy then imported the counterfeit circuit breakers into the United States bearing this counterfeit trademark and also Zinsco, Telemechanique, ABB, and Siemens. Toldy would also affix labels bearing the counterfeit trademark of UL for Underwriters Laboratories on the circuit breakers and other electronic products. He then used his company's Pioneer Breaker and Control supply and nick sells to market and sell 
the counterfeit goods as legitimate products manufactured by the respective trade holders and tested in the United Laboratories. So, counterfeiting has become a real big problem within the industry. And you can see from, from this news article here that it can be awfully lucrative. I mean, this dude had, uh, what was that, four, almost five million dollars worth of uh, counterfeit breakers, electrical components, that he probably paid pennies on the dollar for when they're manufactured over in China. And so, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I call them Folkleys, but they're the fake Oakleys or a Folex, you know, which is the, which is a fake Rolex, you know, pretty much every, every body part in Hollywood for that matter, you know, they're, they're just all fake. They're counterfeits. And it's crazy that these guys would go to this much work and this much headache into doing something illegal when if they put that same amount of work if they put that same amount of work into doing it legally they probably would have made just as much money you know it's it's crazy so <clears throat> i'm sure when you hear the word counterfeit you know the last thing that comes to your mind is you know he's talking about a QO breaker or he's talking about a you know a QB breaker or, you know or a CH breaker you know, but maybe you would, I don't know, maybe, maybe you've had experience with counterfeit breakers and I'd, I'd be interested if you would, uh, send me an email or comment on the electrician's library Facebook page about counterfeits. Um, I'd be interested to know if any of you out there have, have had any experience with these. Um, because, you know, counterfeiting is, it's just not one of those things that I would have ever thought was taking place inside of, inside of the electrical industry. So, um, you know, it's, it's an issue. We all need to be aware of it, aware of it. And I know that, uh, I know that the manufacturers out there are taking a really big stance on this right now and trying to try to crack down and, and, uh, get it to stop. Um, one of the, one of the statistics that I was able to read and I'll, I'll link in the show notes, uh, some of the websites and, and uh, resources that I use to kind of do a little bit of research on this. But the IACC, you know, they estimate that counterfeit has risen over 10,000% in the last 20 years. So that's a, I mean, sure, it's 20 years, it's two decades, but that's a pretty gigantic increase, 10,000%. You know, my, uh, I wish my portfolio to make 10,000% over the last 20 years. Um, I think we all would like that to happen, actually. So, um Anyways, so I, I kind of, uh, you know, was asking myself when I started doing this research, you know, why would, why would anybody want to, uh, to counterfeit a circuit breaker? And after reading what I've read, the answer is, you know, pretty simple. You know, a counterfeit becomes a gigantic, gigantic um, item that has uh, huge margins, you know. It's... It's one of those where, let's say you pay, you know, nine bucks for a QO breaker, and if you're able to go over to China and have fifty or a hundred thousand of them made up, and they're charging a buck a piece, man, that's that's huge. You're making seven to eight bucks per breaker. I mean, <clears throat> that's 
it's it's very lucrative, you know. And it's in an industry, of course, that is not going away. You know, the need for electrician electricians for electricity, it's it's never going away. And so, what better what better market to get into than the electrical business? Um, and so it's you know it's lucrative enough that if uh, it's lucrative enough that you know if they were I, they just they couldn't make more money if they went anywhere else really when it comes down to it. Um, so when it comes to counterfeiting though, just in general, not you know not just the electrical industry, <clears throat> it's estimated that uh, counterfeiting is costing businesses in the U.S. Roughly two hundred fifty billion dollars a year, and globally, though, I mean that's that's pretty huge. But globally, it's five hundred billion. So in the U.S. alone, is costing about half of what it is around the globe. So you can see it's a it's a huge problem here in the U.S. I mean two hundred fifty billion. That's that's some serious coin, man. That's some serious cash. But it's not just the problem. Isn't just the money. It's not just about. Um, taking the money away from the manufacturers, taking the money away from the wholesalers, <clears throat> taking the money away from the contractors that are reselling. There are some pretty pretty uh, serious liabilities that come along with selling fake breakers. Um, they're not tested. These counterfeits are not tested. They're not listed, they're not you know, they're not looked over by any third third-party companies and it's it's just they're just not good. And in the meantime, nobody, you know, these these things are they're made and counterfeited so good that no one can tell. <clears throat> Excuse me. There was a there was another survey done that actually uh, 86% of the respondents they couldn't tell the difference between the real ones and the fake ones. Okay, 86%. So the question is, would you be able to tell? Could you tell if there was uh, if one of the breakers you were installing was was a counterfeit? Uh, chances are, you know, 8.6 out of 10 couldn't tell. The NEC Definition of the Week is brought to you by electricianslibrary.com. The definition this week is grounded conductor, a system or circuit conductor that is intentionally grounded. And just a side note on that, this is often called a neutral. So let's, uh, let's take a little journey over to Grandma's house and... Uh, and let's pretend that grandma's got a smoking load center, you know. You as a contractor or if you're a distributor, if you are the ones that sold that breaker, okay? Say you're say you're the distributor and you bought that breaker from an untrust trusting untrustworthy or you know unscrupulous source and sold that to the to a contractor, then you could be liable. You would be liable for that, you know. And you, as a contractor, if you're also buying from an untrustworthy source, you would be liable for that for also. Just because the breaker says GE on it or Square D or you know Cutler Hammer or Siemens, they are not responsible. Just because their name on it is on it, if you if they can prove that uh, the breaker is a counterfeit, then the blame shifts to whoever whoever sold that breaker. And so if you're an individual that sells that breaker, and I bring this up because, um, well, I'll get to that in a minute. 
I'll get to that in a minute. But if you're the individual that that sold the breaker, the fines could be as much as two million bucks, and if you're a business, then it could be up to five million bucks. But that's not the only problem. It's not just the millions of dollars you're going to have to pay. It could be uh, it could be up to ten years in jail with Big Bubba. So be prepared for that as you're thinking about that as well. You know, gigantic fine and then time in jail for selling counterfeits. So the question is, is how can you tell if it's a phony? So Siemens has put out a, uh, a little marketing tract that uh, kind of gives some, I guess, pointers, some an overview of uh, being able to tell if it's a, if it's a phony, if it's real, and uh, you know, the experts say that there's there's a number of indicators that that can tell you if a product's counterfeit, and these are these are kind of the uh, indicators that they say. So there's uh, one, two, three, four, five. So we'll go over these five things to know uh, for looking for counterfeits. So number one, there are no instructions, warnings, or warranties with the product. So if you're buying off of eBay, if you're you know buying them secondhand or something like that, you should really really stay away from that because you you need to be able to have a, a warranty with these breakers because what if their house burns down? Seriously, what if that breaker doesn't trip and somebody dies? Okay, so be aware that if there's no instructions, warnings, or warranties with the products, it's it could be it could be a bad deal. Okay, number two, uh, markings and other features on the packaging or the product look different or missing. And this is including missing certification marks, incorrect colors on labels or packaging, incorrect shape or design of the product, or missing components or product features. So every manufacturer does things a certain way. They have their, their brands, their trademarks, their, you know, anything that that helps identify their products as their products. So make sure you're aware that you need to look for those things. Okay. You should, many of you have been in the business long enough that you should be familiar with where to find these things and you should feel comfortable enough with your, with the distributors with which you're working to ask them to see these things. Okay. Cause you just, you don't know some of these, some of the bigger distributors, you know, the CEDs, the gray bars, you know, those guys, they probably have some pretty good systems in place for, uh, for keeping control over this stuff. But maybe some of the little ind- smaller independents, they, you know, might feel like they need to make a little more money. And for if you, any of you little independents out there are listening, I love you guys. Just make sure you don't get greedy and try going this route. But just make sure that you know where your where your stuff's coming from. Uh, so number number three, words on the product or package are misspelled. So this is a this is a big indicator because what'll happen, and I've seen this on several several different products. Let's just say something that you would buy off the internet. Okay, um, you'll get the package and you can read on it and they don't have the grammar they don't have people there checking grammar to make sure everything everything looks right it's almost like they just use google translate and when they put their warning on the package some of the words are kind of jumbled up it does not make sense sense with the english language and you can tell that it just didn't come with from a factory that had any kind of good 
uh, you know, supervision as far as what standards we look for over here. So always try to read on the packaging and see if, if the grammar is wrong, if there's a bunch of words misspelled, and if the warnings just kind of don't make sense. Okay, number four, uh, the country of origin is different from the genuine source. The product manufacturing locations or ports of entry are incorrect, or product defects or product performance are different from the typical uh, experience you usually have. Um, so just just make sure that uh, you're kind of aware of where the where the products are coming from and what exactly that connection is with. I guess the the mothership from the uh, the home source, and then number five, you know, last but not least, but this is this is a great uh, great indicator is the price is usually too low. So the saying goes that if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Now, our nature, of course, is we want to find the best deal and a bargain, and that's how we typically make a few extra bucks. And that might be all fine and good when you're dealing with maybe some, I don't know, maybe some EMT straps or some strut straps or, uh, you know, maybe some, uh, uh, boy, I don't know what else you would even find a good deal on. You wouldn't want to find too good of a deal on wire. But, you know, just some of those things that aren't critical to safety, I guess, you know, you might always look for a bargain on those, but not with breakers, okay? Um you you need to know what you're getting for the extra payout. So here's an example. If you need a main breaker uh, and, you know, say it's a 480 volt or a 600 volt main breaker and you, you see that kind of the average or normal cost of this thing uh, between your distributors and going across the web is right around a thousand bucks, okay? you're going to be able to go on the web and you're going to find certain sources where you can find those breakers for around 150 200 bucks. So here's the warning because I've heard this story before and I don't know how the story ended, but it's very dangerous, okay? Those breakers are either ham- like used, they're either remanufactured um, usually by someone other than the original manufacturer or it is a counterfeit. Okay, there's just there's no way a reputable source is going to be able to get a breaker, a thousand dollar breaker, for less than 150 bucks, and then turn around and resell it and make a profit off of it. It's just it's not how the industry works. Okay, so there's probably something really wrong. Now this instance I'm talking about, I mean I I have to wonder because it was going on some very. Uh, very delicate equipment, I guess, very mission critical equipment. And if that breaker goes bad and hurts somebody, then this contractor is going to be in a world of hurt. Okay. It's just, it's not good. So it's kind of like going to a used car lot and buying a Ferrari for five grand. There has got to be something wrong with that car. And the, the low price should be an indication of that. That should send up red flags right away. So so you really need to know your supply base. You need to know where, um, where you're getting, where you're getting these products from. You need to know where they're getting their products from. If they are not an authorized distributor, you know there's a lot of a lot of companies out there like, you know Square D. They have their premier distributors. So only certain 
certain distributors are allowed to be premier distributors. Now you can go around to some of the other wholesalers in the area and they will have Square D on their shelves, but they're bootlegging it in from somewhere. Okay? And you just need to make sure you know where that stuff's coming from. Make sure it's not counterfeit. So, you know, the source of counterfeit products, this is another quote, the source of counterfeit products in the U.S. cannot be isolated to one region or one country. Counterfeiting is a global issue, and furthermore, the channel to market for these products is also diverse. Now, this is a quote from Kevin Yates. He's the VP of uh, Siemens Residential uh, Products Division, and he goes on to continue to say, while the Internet is certainly one way to, to distribute counterfeit products, there's evidence that would suggest more traditional methods to market are also viable outlets for counterfeit products. So it's not just the internet where people are buying these counterfeits. Okay, it's it's some of the more traditional methods. Um, therefore, anyone purchasing circuit breakers should know their supply base. Manufacturers such as Siemens sell products only through certified channels. Products purchased through unauthorized sources such as third-party breaker brokers or on the internet may very well be counterfeit. So know your base, know your supply chain, know where these things are coming from. It's so important, not just from the money side of things, but from the safety side of things, okay? Your company could get a pretty bad rap pretty fast <clears throat> if you're out selling counterfeit breakers and burning people's houses down or if people are getting shocked or if people are getting killed. It's just, it's vital, vital in your line of work that you keep a close eye on this. So don't shy away from the internet. Just make sure that you're very aware of where these things are coming from. So anyways, I just wanted to, uh, <clears throat> to pass these words along to you about counterfeiting because, uh, because I just, <clears throat> I want to see everybody be successful out there. I want to see everybody succeed and don't want to see anybody getting hurt. And it's just not something that's, I don't know, to me, until I ran across one of these articles, it's just not something I ever thought about. And so maybe you have or maybe you haven't thought about it either. But hopefully after listening to this, it's it's in your mind. It's it's something you'll think about and you'll check the next time that you're, that you're purchasing breakers um, to see where they're coming from. So with that, I'm going to wrap this up and, uh, you know, tell you once again, that I appreciate you, appreciate you listening to, uh, to me talk about counterfeiting today. And, uh, you know, if you've got any questions, feel free to shoot me an email right now. I'm just kind of using my personal email. It's john.workman at ymail.com. And, uh, you know, if you got any questions, then, then shoot me an email. If you want to join the uh, Facebook group, just look for Electrician's Library uh, group on Facebook. And uh, I hope that we can get some good discussion going out there and, uh, you know, help everybody to, to improve what they're doing. So thanks for getting, thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. And uh, until next week, stay grounded. The safety tip of the week is brought to you by electricianslibrary.com. So here's today's tip. Always assume that overhead wires are energized at lethal voltages. Never assume that a wire is safe to touch, even if it's down or appears to be insulated.